Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming series from a betting perspective over the course of the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. I use Bet Online all the time, and I can truly say it is my favorite book out there on the markets. Now, if you actually want a pretty solid promo, head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bay Area Podcast. And before we end up going on break, we previewed what we're doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants from betting perspective and their upcoming series for the weekend. But before we do that, we're going to do what we always do, which is recap how we did last week. And last week, we did pretty well. The Giants ended up playing four games against Arizona. We ended up saying that the Giants would win three out of the four and they ended up winning three out of the four, but we ended up going two and two for the individual games. And as for the Oakland series against the Red Sox, we ended up being two and one, even though Oakland went one and two, because we thought that Boston would win the series. We thought they'd win the first game, and we thought that Boston would win the last game with Oakland winning the sandwich game, and that's exactly what happened. So overall, pretty good week. Ended up going four and three, which is still in the green. So look for another profitable week here on uh, Thursday. Uh, you know, moving forward for the weekend. But either way, we're going to start off talking about Oakland, and we'll recap what happened today as well, because uh, by the time of this recording, the game against Houston already finished. So we'll talk about the 2-1 victory and how Oakland finally ended up beating the Astros once in their lives. So congratulations, you finally managed to beat the team that you're competing with in the division. I know they have won a couple of times before, but Houston's dominated that season series, and it was a pretty important game for Oakland in the grand scheme of things. But either way, now you look at the actual matchup, the last three games for the All-Star break, and you have a road trip to Texas. So we'll talk about those three games and the pitching matchups right now. We're going to start off with the Friday game, and you're going to have Irvin on the mound against Lyles, and I'm going with Irvin. I'm not really going to spend much time on this game in particular because Lyles is significantly worse the pitcher. Irvin is 6-7, but his ERA is 3.56 with a whip of 1.21. So I actually like Irvin despite the pretty, I'd say, average at best record because his numbers have been solid. And you look at his last couple of performances, they have not been as sharp. He has given up four runs in three of his last four starts. But you look at the earned runs and the actual runs, and the defense has let him down a little bit because there has been a disparity between those two numbers. But you're looking at the actual 
results and the length that he's going. He can actually go pretty far into starts, went seven innings against Boston. Four runs, but only two of them being earned, so he pitched well. And the start before that, eight shutout innings against San Francisco on the road. So Irvin has definitely showcased his talent as a 27-year-old lefty, and I do think that Irvin should pitch well against Texas, who has one of the worst offenses in the league. But either way, looking at Jordan Lyles, not very good. 4-5, 4.98 ERA, and a 1.45 whip. And if you want to talk about his results lately, they have, well, not been... Terrible lately. He's been better as the season has gone on, but as a whole, he definitely has been a lot worse at home as he has on the road. But to go through the last couple of starts, six innings, two runs against Seattle, seven innings, one run against Kansas City, six innings, two runs against Oakland, and Oakland ended up winning that game 13-6, to and then he got blown up against Houston in the start prior. But the last three have been pretty good, but at the end of the day, his home ERA is still 5.14, and I do think that based on how Oakland is just a much better team, Texas is 34-53. and 53. This team can't really hit. They can't really pitch. And Oakland is just better in pretty much every single facet. Yet, Texas has won four of the first seven meetings of the season, which I do find kind of fascinating. But after a bit of a slump there against Houston, Oakland was able to get back on track and win on Thursday. So, I like the momentum. And I do think Oakland should end up taking the series opener. Pretty close game. But I do think that Oakland will get the job done on the road. So, looking at the second game in this series... And you have Caprillion taking on Fulton Evitz. And Fulton Evitz has been awful. He's been even worse than a while so far this season. 2-8 record, 5.170 ERA, 1.3 whip. So, giving up a lot of base runners, a lot of runs. Meanwhile, Caprillion has been phenomenal. 2.84 ERA, 1.07 whip, 4-3 record. So, Caprillion as a 27-year-old as well has definitely been very sharp. And looking at his last couple of outings, he has been very sturdy. Six innings, two runs against Texas. Six innings, three runs against Texas. And then seven innings, one run against Boston with 10 strikeouts. So he faced Texas twice uh, over the last month, and he pitched well both times. I think he'll pitch well once again. And I do think that Fulton Evitz, who at times has flashes, is nowhere near the pitcher he used to be on Atlanta. And I do think Fulton Evitz should struggle once again in this daytime game, especially just with the weather in Texas, I think you'll see a couple long balls here, and I do think you will see Oakland put up a pretty crooked number. I think they'll probably score at least five, maybe six in the spot, but I do think that either way, Caprillion will nail it down, and I think that Oakland should win this game pretty decisively. So, I like Oakland winning the first two games in the series. That'll take us to the series finale, looking at the Sunday game, which will be taking place on a Sunday afternoon. And you have Bassett against Allard. Now, Bassett was considered a snub for the All-Star team, uh, which makes sense because he has a 9-2 record, and he has a 3.1 is a 3.41 ERA. However, he was awful in his last outing against Houston. Four and a third, six runs, but the last two starts before that were both against Texas. Seven innings, no runs, and seven innings, one run. So he has been sharp as well against Texas, which is not that surprising because this offense is absolutely terrible, even though Gallo's been an absolute lunatic for the last couple of, uh, I believe, what was it, 10 games? He has 10 home runs in 10 games, something like that. But either way, I think if they manage to avoid throwing meatballs down the middle to Gallo, I do think you'll be able to see uh, Oakland have a lot of success in this series. But looking at the other end, Howard's actually been pretty good for Texas. He has been one of the better starting pitchers they have. Only a 2-5 and five record, but he does have a 3.45 ERA. So the ERA is pretty much exactly identical to what Bassett is, and the whip is also close at 1.10. He's been especially solid when it comes to just 
I'd, I'd say limiting base runners. I mean, that's kind of what Whip stands for, but the idea itself is that he's not walking too many guys. 13 walks in 57 on the third innings, and he's also allowing less than a hit per inning, which is pretty rare in today's league. So either way, Allard's been good, but having said that, I like Bassett in this spot. You're looking at a guy who already shut down Texas twice in the last month, and I do think that Allard, even though he has definitely been a bright spot in Texas' bullpen, even if the starters cancel each other out here, Texas' bullpen is not very good, and I think that Oakland just has the much better lineup. Plus, if you want to talk about good performances and being the, and having them wasted, you can talk about Allard, because his last four starts, he has been very solid, and yet the team is 0-4. So they don't really win with him, and I think that trend will continue in this one. I like Oakland to win the series finale as well on Sunday. Now... Switching gears, talking about the San Francisco Giants, and they have an upcoming uh, series over the weekend against the Washington Nationals, who have really been surging lately, absolutely smacked the Padres for the last couple of days, really just been on fire offensively. Schwarber was carrying the load offensively about, I'd say, a week or two ago, but now it seems like everybody else has started to pick up the slack. Trey Turner's been great, and you're looking at Washington. This team has definitely started to pick it up in pretty much every single direction. But either way, looking at the actual matchups here, you have the opener, this will be at Oracle Park, by the way, the opener for the Friday series is going to be a matchup between Pablo Espino and Logan Webb, and now Espino's pretty unknown for most people, but he has been very solid, 2-2 two and two record with a 2.48 ERA and a .93 whip, so he's been sharp, meanwhile Logan Webb has been pretty good as well, 4-3 and three record, 3.86 ERA, 1.29 whip, now for the Giants, this team did do a pretty good job of winning the series finale against St. Louis, but as a whole, I was a little bit concerned uh, with how the starting pitchers performed in that series. Now, of course, that's not really going to matter because you have different starting pitchers, but the Giants have definitely been overachieving when it comes to how good the rotation has been, and I am starting to wonder if signs of regression maybe are nearing. But either way, looking at the spot here, I'll take the Nationals in the series opener. It's really tough to go against the Nationals at this point just because of how good this team has been. Hitting-wise, I mean, you're looking at the actual uh, series against uh, San Diego. Scored seven runs in the opener, four runs in the second game, and 15 runs in the third game. So the offense has picked up, and I do think that the Giants, with Webb, who has been pretty good, but Webb, I can't really say, has the most, uh, I'd say, threatening stuff. I know he has been very good at home, but you're looking at how he's pitched lately. He has been good but I do think that the Nationals will do enough to win a pretty low-scoring game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Schwarber potentially go deep here in this spot. But either way, I'll take, I will take the Nationals getting a plus price in the series opener for Friday. And now looking at the Saturday matchup here, we have a pitching matchup, which should be, well, it, looks, it appears to be a bit lopsided, and that's kind of what it is, because you got Descalfani uh, pitching for the Giants, and you have... Joe Ross pitching for the Nationals. Ross, 4.02 ERA, 1.2 whip. Discofani, uh 2.84 ERA and a 1.02 whip. So clear advantage there for the Giants. And I do think that that advantage will pay off. Ross has been a guy who has been relatively streaky. He started the year off very solid and then he fell apart in the middle of the year. Now he's kind of back on track, but I do think you will see Discofani pitch well again, and I do think the Giants will win this game. Now, as for the actual total, I think this will be low scoring because uh, Ross has pitched well lately. I do think you will see runs come at a bit of a premium in the spot, but I do think the Giants will win probably somewhere in the realm of 4-2 to two or so, so I like the under in that spot. And then last but not least, talking about the series finale, 
between the Nationals and the Giants. You have another mismatch between Gaussman and Lester. Lester has been awful. You look at his numbers, 5.34 ERA, 1.63 whip. Meanwhile, Gaussman, 1.74 ERA and a .8 whip. If DeGrom didn't exist in some parallel universe, Gaussman might be favored to win the Annal Cy Young Award. That's how good he's been. But, of course, DeGrom has been inhuman, so Gaussman's getting no consideration whatsoever. But that makes perfect sense. It's just unfortunate because Gaussman is still somehow underrated, and he's been in a complete ace all year long. But looking at Lester... People were wondering how much he had left in the tank after Chicago let him go. Washington decided to give him a little bit of a flyer, but it has not gone too well. And you're looking at the last couple of outings, they have not been pretty. Uh, the last three times he has pitched, pitched against Miami, two and a third, seven runs. Pitched against Tampa, five innings, five runs. Then pitched against San Diego. This one wasn't all, all his fault, but three and a third, two earned runs, but five runs total. So he's going to put at least five runs each of his last three starts. I think there's a good chance you'll see him get shelled in this spot. And Gaussman is just so good. I can't really come up with enough superlatives to discuss how good he actually is because he's basically unhittable. And I was questioning how much he had left after a couple of teams kind of bailed on him. And then the Giants ended up paying for him. I thought they might have overpaid. But they clearly underpaid because he's been really good. And he is going to get himself a lot of money in the upcoming uh, off seasons, but either way, uh, looking at Gaussman here, I think he's going to pitch well once again. You look at his home numbers: two point three six ERA in the last couple of starts. If he gives up three runs or more, that's an awful start. That's how good he's been. So I think the Nationals will probably get held to maybe one or two. I think Lester should probably give up five within the first five innings if he even goes that far. And for that reason, I think the Giants will win this series finale in an absolute rout. So either way. Uh, to quickly recap what I think for both series, I'll do the Giants first because we just talked about them, so it's fresher in people's minds. I like the Nationals to win the series opener with Espino on the mound against Webb. I like the Giants to win the second game with DiScofani against Ross, and I also like the Giants to win the series finale with Gaussman against Lester. So I like the Giants to win two out of three. Meanwhile, looking at Oakland, I like Oakland to break out the brooms. I think they'll sweep going into the All-Star break. This team has the much better pitchers in pretty much every single game in the series. They have the better bullpen, the better lineup in Texas. Even though it has fared pretty well against Oakland randomly up to this point, I do think that Oakland should end up taking care of business against a team that, besides Joey Gallo, really doesn't have much, I'd say, just, uh, I'd say just doesn't really have many threats offensively. But either way, uh, so pretty good weekend, I anticipate, for the Bay Area teams going into the break. And hopefully... That will carry over into the second half of the season. But either way, that has been this installment of the Bitmeria Podcast here on the Blue Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.